Yo, John, a few things, dude, about your uh, latest call-in episode. One, Goblin's Henchman is a friggin' genius, man. That was hilarious. Two, I really enjoyed the intro and outro music that you played uh, while people were talking on the first and last calls. I thought that was really cool, man. I thought the volume was perfect. I thought the music was awesome. And I was just like, oh, nice work, John. Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast. And before the music there, we heard from the inestimable Joe Richter. Thanks very much for that call in, Joe. Always very much appreciated. I'm glad you enjoyed the music. Some people are not so keen. Some people seem to like it. So I'm probably going to mix it up and do it a little bit on a case-by-case basis. But since you said you liked it, I've included it in this voicemail episode. But I sort of cut Joe off halfway with the music. So let's hear the rest of what he had to say what jason was saying about natural healing and stuff and poultices and salves and natural stuff i think that's awesome because like you pointed out john we've been using natural healing uh since humans were a thing and some of them actually really really work (laughs) and that's cool uh i i really like pink phantom's idea of the 1d6 2d6 or 3d6 depending on if you're trained or not and yeah man it was it was just a really awesome episode dude peace out Thanks again, Joe. That was, of course, Joe from Hindsightless. If you've not checked that out, I suggest you do so. But, yeah, I love all of this, like, herbal sort of botany stuff in D&D. I've got so many books on game books related to it and, like, real-world books, and it's great. And, in fact, one of my favourite comedian skits, I forget who it's by, is where he says, oh, people say that you can't argue with natural medicine. And you say, well, yeah, natural medicine, of course it works, but the bits that do work, we tested them, and we now call that medicine. Everything else is just a nice bowl of potpourri. So, yeah, I'm all up in using natural medicines and remedies in D&D games just to add a little bit of flavour and additional interest. But during his call, Joe mentioned the Pink Phantom. And speaking of which, we now have a call in from the gentleman himself. Go ahead. Hey, John. It's Pink Phantom here. I heard over on Jason's podcast that you were, might be thinking about doing another podcast on usage dice. I was thinking it might be interesting to use it on use usage dice on a more campaign level where if you have a party doing a hex crawl in the wilderness or or going into a dungeon that's in kind of an abandoned area and they're operating out of an outpost or village or fort of some sort that the supplies might be limited to them when they go back to restock and so you would roll that usage dice and see are there even enough supplies for the PC to resupply and a lack of supply could, could serve as an adventure hook. Maybe the uh, local Fletcher or blacksmith has gone to another town for work or to visit family and they haven't come back. Or there's rumors of merchant caravans being being ambushed on the road by bandits or goblins or something. And the party has to investigate if they want to continue to have the supplies to go out into the countryside and, and explore an adventure or go back into the dungeon and retrieve that treasure that there is just begging for them to come get it. Just a thought. Thanks very much. Greatly appreciated. And yeah, I think that's a pretty cool idea. I like the idea of zooming out and taking the usage dice use to a sort of more campaign-based level. 
in sort of OSR games like um, Adventure of Conqueror King and stuff like that, where they tra tend to track sort of supplies and how much of a certain thing is available in a particular town. I've largely seen it done with like percentage dice and you know there's there's a percentage chance of a, a certain supply being in the town based on its rarity and if the players uh, take so many of them there's only so much of this type of supply etc but I suppose if you didn't want to track all of that you definitely could make use of the usage dice to model that and potentially lead to future adventure hooks. So I think that's a great idea, Pink Phantom. Thank you very much for suggesting it. But Pink Phantom's not the only person who's been calling in about usage dice. We've also had a call all three from Goblin's Henchman. Take it away. Hi, John. Goblin's Henchman here. So I think usage dice are interesting. Um, I think it's one of those things that I think is very much should be kept in the sort of DM's tool bag. I can imagine like a magic item working on that principle or something. That might be nice. Like, you know, a bit like a wand of wonder has an element of unpredictability. Um, I've never played the Black Hack, um, but I'm sort of familiar with the concept. It did make me wonder whether, and I did write a blog post about whether you could replace hit points with usage die. The idea being that, you know, you have these these uh, step-downs every so often which reflect, you know, uh, significant uh, wounds rather than insignificant. The nice thing about also usage dies is when you get down to that low end, you know, you can actually keep surviving even if you're hit. Because that was the idea behind this, you test it once you... Um, once you get hit, so if you're that first level character, you might be able to take 10 hits from an orc because they're all grazers. Uh, anyway, that's just something to think about. Cheers. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting idea. And I know that Dungeon Crawl Classics uses like a dice chain of some kind. But to be honest, although I've got the Dungeon Crawl Classics book and I'm actually reading my way through it at the minute, I'm not really familiar enough with it to speak with any authority about how exactly the dice chain system works in that game. But I know they have something. It's not strictly usage dice, but it uses that whole dice chain. I don't know if you, know, you move up a type of dice or you move down a type of dice as various events occur. So I definitely think, you know, if you wanted to model a slightly more sort of a cinematic game, you know, people can take like 15 hits from a an orc at level one or whatever, you definitely could use that potentially as an alternative to hit points. Like you say, depending on what class you have determines what dice you start on. And maybe each time you take a hit, you roll that dice. If you get a certain number, it steps it down in the dice chain. When you do healing, it perhaps steps it up on the dice chain. And you could certainly use that if you wanted an alternative to hit points. And the, the flip side of that is the other way around, where if you're a 10th level fighter fighting orcs or something, you can take, you know, I don't know, 12 or so hits before you go down. Whereas with the usage die mechanic, if you're unlucky, you could be out of the game in three, three, three good stabs because they're all significant wounds. Anyway, like I said, it's, it wasn't intended to be definitive redefining of hit points, just a different way to model it. And people did grumble about it. Obviously, you know, the old Reddit complaining crew who don't like a concept. Um, but, you know, the people say it's more rolling, but actually it's not necessarily more rolling because you're just replacing one box with a different box. Uh, you don't run for damage. You just you just uh, decide if it's a wound or not, essentially. Anyway, OK. Cheers for luck. Bye. Yeah, I mean, as you say, I mean, it's not potentially 
something for everyone but i don't think that potentially precludes the worthiness of using this idea like you say and i completely agree the more tools you have in your toolbox the more likely you are to have one that works in a given situation and i know that one of the sort of osr sort of like very streamlined games i forget whether it's maze rats or nave i know that that doesn't have you track um whether you hit someone you just do damage although it might be into the odd actually i forget sorry but uh, you know memories are getting on a little bit but if you had a game like that where you like you're effectively auto damaging people instead of it just like coming off your hit points and potentially being quite lethal i think that's a case where using like usage dice as hit points could really work rather well if you assume that an enemy automatically hits and all that matters is whether you roll that one or two or whatever on your usage dice see whether you go down a dice step or whether you've just taken a little graze and you carry on going that could work really well in that sort of game or like say if you wanted a more sort of cinematic game where you know you can shrug off multiple hits but it's whatever suits your game isn't it like you say it's just an additional tool in the gm's arsenal and next up we have a couple of calls on the same subject of usage dice from jason of the nerds rpg variety cast go ahead jason hey john jason here usage dice you probably knew i'd call you on this one so i agree with you i think counting ammunition makes sense i think counting some things makes sense maybe you could argue usage dice for like food and water but where I really like usage dice, I do like it for light sources because not all torches burn the same length of time. You know, oil might, it's generally going to last about the same time. So maybe oil you could track reliably, but I bet you, you take medieval torches, you set six up next to each other and burn them. They're going to burn down at slightly different rates. So I like the variability there. I also like it for spell effects, how long a spell lasts. I think usage dice are great for that. I don't know if you're in any of the games where Dave used usage dice for disease, but to track disease and recovery from disease, usage dice worked really well for that. Thanks for the call in, Jason. I don't think I played in any of Dave's Black Hack sessions where disease was modeled, but yeah, I think that's a great use for usage dice. Anything where there's an element of uncertainty about how long it's going to last, be that arcane effects, the, the length of time it takes a disease to run its course, a torch, how long it takes to burn down, I think are a great application for usage dice because you can sort of guess I'm probably going to get about this long out of it or it's going to last about this long, but there's that element of uncertainty. You know, that torch might run for a little bit longer. That disease might run its course a lot sooner than expected. And I think that's where usage dice really come into their own. So for variable effects, I really like usage dice for things that, you know, aren't a constant. How many arrows you have in your quiver if you buy a dozen arrows is a constant. But how long that torch might go or how long that web spell might hold something, you know, that's not a constant to me. So I really like using it for those kind of things. But I will tell you a time it makes sense for ammunition. Let's think about D&D. D&D has a has the missile fire and the melee are totally different things when you think about it, right? Melee is a flurry of blows. A missile fire is a single missile. Kind of weird, especially when you think about AD&D where they're minute-long round, combat rounds. If you do the usage die thing, now your missiles can be a flurry of missiles, just like they're a flurry of bows. So actually, that's verse to the game. What about that? 
now because we actually recorded these episodes a little bit in advance jason actually kindly sent me a message about this on discord and we had a little bit of a chat about it and i've got to admit before i listened to his message i'd not really given thought to the fact that yeah melee's supposed to represent this vast swirling cavalcade of multiple blows dodging parrying etc whereas missile attacks just seem to represent you know like you fire one arrow and that's it and that doesn't really make a great deal of sense to be honest like say it's a matter of verisimilitude as jason was saying so i actually really love this idea of using usage dice for um, your your quivers and how many arrows you've got in them and how many crossbow bolts you've got left and such given that idea because if you're just like firing as rapidly as you can trying to take down orcs or whatever in a combat you might feasibly like not exactly track your arrows and as I've, I said sort of when I mentioned it previously, if you sort of roll the fact that you're trying to recover those after the combat into that, then it's possible you might you might fire 20 arrows during that combat and you maybe recover 10 of them so you're not actually down that many at the end of the combat. I think that could work really well under those circumstances. So that's it for this voicemail episode. Thank you very much to all my wonderful callers. We do have some more still in the uh, bank, so to speak, and I'm going to put out another episode in a day or two. So if your voicemails haven't been featured in this episode, don't worry, they will be on the next one or the one after that. Basically, I'll, I'll catch up. So, But please keep sending your voicemails in. They're very much appreciated. I also got a very cool voicemail message off Arfed, a.k.a. Darren Green, who was asking about the XP bonus for certain prime requisite attributes and i'm actually going to do a whole episode on that in a maybe about a week's time so that will be coming if you want to send in a a message or get in touch about episodes we've done previously or anything else to do with tabletop rpgs then you can drop us a voicemail message to speakpipe or anchor link in the description down below or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com until we see you again Take care, stay safe, and whatever you're playing, have fun.